the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Rolled up to my Chevrolet. I climbed down up inside. I pulled the choke and I turned the key. With the Good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're talking about cars and car repair problems and and all that kind of fun stuff we're doing. So if you'd like to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We've got um, Bruce on the line. I'm going to get to you real quick, Bruce, but I have to take care of some business first. I've known Tom, who owns Action Auto Repair, since the late 70s. I've known him as a good tech. I've known him as a good person. I've, I've actually worked with him hand-in-hand hand as we did some construction together on his cabin, and he's a good guy. He has a full-service facility called Action Auto Repair, and it's at I-17 in Deer Valley, the northwest corner. It's a full-service, family-owned auto repair shop. He's been up there since 1983, and Tom and his staff are well-known because they have master technicians. They really have good customer service. They have a fast turnaround time, which is important, and they want to make you, as vehicle owners, understand what they're doing and why, so they're going to go out of their way to help you make informed decisions. So Action Auto Repair at I-17 in Deer Valley. Just real quick, let me talk about uh, engine codes. And we everybody knows that my my car has a code. My car has a check engine light, and behind the check engine light is this code thing. The code tells you that the problem is in Cleveland. Okay, you still have to find the city and the street and the house. So that's important. There is tests that have to be run. I'll give you just a quick example: an oxygen sensor. I think that on check engine lights with oxygen sensor, to replace the oxygen sensor at my shop is maybe 10% of the time. The other 90% of the time, it's not the oxygen sensor, although the code says oxygen sensor. But here's why. The parts places that have these three whiskered kids with these little handheld devices, and they pull the code, and they go, oh, you have an oxygen sensor code. So you're going to go inside, and they're going to look in a book, and they're going to, oh, yeah, you have four of them. You need to replace all four of them. So you're going to spend two, three, four hundred $400 for four oxygen sensors and go home and put them on, and you're going to clear the code, and it's going to come back. You see, there is a hundred things that can cause your oxygen sensor to give a value that's not correct. If your fuel filter's plugged, your oxygen sensor will scream, lean, I need more fuel. If your fuel pressure regulator is bad, then the engine's getting too much fuel and the oxygen says, oh, shut the faucet off. You see, the oxygen sensor is the messenger. And until you check what's going on, and until you look at the oxygen sensor and say to it, in computer language, I'm going to create a situation and you tell me 
on a one to five scale where I'm at. One, two, three, four, five. So I do this and it says one. And I go, that's what I wanted to hear. Then I do this and it says, oh, two and a half, three. Good. And then I do this and it goes five. And I go, perfect. You have a brain. You're working right. I need to work why this thing is running rich, but you're replacing the oxygen sensor is just killing the messenger. Folks, we have to check fuel pressure. We have to check evaporative systems. We have to clear computer memories and start all over again. We have to do a lot of work in order to identify the code. Well, we, the code's easy. That three-whiskered kid at the auto parts store, he has this little code reader that costs 20 bucks. He plugs it into your car, and he pretends like that that's all he needs. Folks, the scanner, there's a difference between a code reader and a scanner. The scanner is a serial stream data machine. It's a computer that we plug in, and the computer lets us watch what's going on. Now, if you look at your mass airflow sensor, and you see a number that's 40, and the car's just sitting there idling, is that kid going to know 40 is a good number or a bad number? And the answer is, is he doesn't know. So he's going to sell you a mass airflow sensor, and when you put it on, it's going to be 42. So the idea is is that you have to know what the numbers mean. On the O2 sensor, they basically have um, 0.1 to 0.5. And so what's good and what's bad? What's up and what's down? What's left and what's right? If you don't know that, it's no different than when the doctor looks at an MRI. If you looked at your MRI, you wouldn't know your kidney from your liver. Of course, I wouldn't know. But he does, and that's why it's important. You can guess with your money, but here's, here's what you can't do. At the shops I know of, and you can't do it at mine either, you're not going to come in and tell me that you spent $400 trying to fix this code, and you haven't, and you're wondering if I will give you a deal because you spent all this money guessing. And the answer is no. The answer is no. I don't work for free. And I'm sorry that you guessed, and I'm sorry you let that three-whiskered kid uh, bamboozle you into buying all kinds of stuff. But there are times that a fuel leak, internal fuel leak, an injector that's bad, will cause three or four codes that name three or four different items. So, And I tell people all the time, how much have you spent, they tell me. And I said, I would have diagnosed it for less than that. You can go fix it, but I would have diagnosed it for less than what you spent guessing. So most of us are in the 75 to 150 range to diagnose. If it goes over 150 at my store, we're going to call you. But I'd say 75, 85% of the repair of the diagnosis we do, find the cause, find the root of the problem, is between 75 and 150. 10-4? Yep, that's right. And it saves you a lot of money. I mean, I, we've seen people two, three thousand dollars that they've spent, and they still haven't fixed a problem. And we had the guy the other day that I think we fixed it for a hundred dollars. I mean, and and, and, and you feel bad for him, but it's like, that they think you're expensive, so they don't want to come there. But and I, I and I and I remember that car. What it was was it that was one of those that you hunted the problem down, and the problem was ninety two dollars to hunt it down, and it was you had to plug something back in, right. And it was underneath the hood, and you wouldn't have seen it. Right. And this vacuum line fell off, or this vacuum line had a hole on it. So you pull off six inches of nine thirty seconds vacuum line. You put on a brand new piece of vacuum line, and then you've got a ninety-five dollars to find it. You got a part for three bucks, and you got to replace it for free. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it sounds a right. lot of times. So yeah. you could do what you want with your money. I'm not telling you what to do, but here's: you can't tell me that I need to supplement your bad judgment. That's not a good idea. Um, 
There, are, it depends though. If you're one of my customers and has a three-digit phone, a three-digit customer number out of thirty-eight thousand, mm-hmm. I might extend a courtesy to you. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I might because they've been in, they've been with us for more than ten yeah. years. So, and 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 their wives make mistakes when they say, "Let's go down to AutoZone and have the three sure. whisker kid pick yeah. the code out for mm-hmm. us and stuff like that." So, I usually save the guys. Okay. okay. And Andy, our daughter, saves the, the girls. It's the wife's fault. It's yeah. his. Okay, Bruce. Oh, by the way, the phone number six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you have a car question or if you want to argue with me, that's fine. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Bruce, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Hey, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I um, I got some tire. Uh, issues I wanted to talk to you about. Um, okay. I have a 2011 uh, 2500 uh, HD diesel, and 2014 I put a set of <clears throat> Michelins on it. And about I don't know. Now we have like uh, about 22,000 more miles. We're still about 37,000 on it. So the tires got 20, uh, 15, 20, about 20,000 on them. So. Uh, probably two years ago, I had a tread separation on the left rear, and the company I was dealing with, I had warranties on the tire, they replaced it. About a year ago, I had tread separation on the right rear, and took care of that. About two weeks ago, I had a tread separation on the right front, and, um, I was trying to, I've been dealing with this shop for 27 years, um, you know, over the years, and they've done all my tires and stuff. So I, I was like, you know, the front, the left front's the only one out of the four that hasn't, um, tread separated on. So, um, I went ahead and put a new set of tires and additional, you know, left front on to another set of Michelin's a match. Um, so anyway. Okay. But let's get to, to the, the questions. Let's get to the okay. symptoms of the questions. Well, the question I have is, um, do you think there's any recourse? through uh, Michelin, just due to the fact that I've had three out of four separated in four years and 20,000 okay. miles. All right. I think it's worth asking. I don't know if you're going to get any satisfaction. Um, that's kind of like there's just so many. You know, I, I had a bad spark plug. Would you replace them all? Or, I've, you know, I fouled two of them with oil, and, and it's a four-cylinder. Would You know, why don't you do the other two well? And I want to tell you something. Give me the symptoms of what happened and how did you know you had a tread separation? Well, the first one, I, I had uh, <clears throat> a left rear. I had a vibration in the um, in the rear of the vehicle, and okay. I could see that you could see that the tread was just kind of offset and kind of slanted to one side. Okay, it's a, called an and air actually, bubble. I, yeah, I, I understand I, that. How about the other two? Are they the same? Yes. Okay. Um, were all of these on the same side of the tire? Were all of them in the center of the t- tread or the left, or the inner side of the tread or the outer side of the tread? They were all on the, <laughs> trying to think now. They're all on the inner side, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Side. Well, the, the reason I ask you that is, is because we can have tread separations on the outside. If they're all on the outside of the tread, between the tread and the sidewall or in the sidewall where we have the separation, it's typically because of a hard hit. So it's, you know, okay. sometimes I've been known to, to park by Braille and, and uh, scrub a tire pretty good. So I don't, I don't know the answer. I want to tell you this. I've been dealing in tires since 1968 when I was two years old. And okay. I've never had a customer with, with, um, with three tread separations. Never. 
in my whole life never that would have stuck out to me and i've just never had that so it's very it's a very unusual thing i think it's worth asking and just do it in a nice way dear michelin i'm a happy customer of yours i've been dealing with this shop for 27 years um i've had three tires that have separated and it's been verified by the shop i have one left i'm sincerely worried about my safety i'm sincerely worried about the inconvenience this may cause me so i was wondering could you or would you please extend whatever considerations that you would normally offer and perhaps I'm asking you if you would just simply replace the fourth tire at your expense. Now, okay. here's the here's the deal. There's only two things they're going to say, three things. They're going to say yes, no, or the middle ground is is we'll prorate that one. So if okay. the tire's 50% worn, just hypothetically, because I know you paid more than $100 for those Michelins, if the tire's a $100 tire and it's 50% worn, then you need to pay $50, you get a new tire, because you've got to pay $50 for the wear. So it's right. going to be one of three. But if you do it in the way I just described, um, I think your your chances are virtually 100%. The other thing I just wanted to ask you real quick, when I was talking to the manager of the shop, he told me that due to the low amount of miles that I had on that tire, and uh, he said the tires have been obviously sitting quite a bit over that. That's like 5,000 miles a year. And that the oil has has leached out of the tires, and that's causing them to uh, tread separate. Okay. All right. Stop there. Is that true? Um, I'm going to give you two letters of the alphabet. B, S. Okay? I don't know where that come from. That's brand new to me. I've been selling tires since 1968, and I do sell lots of tires. I have access to all the tire professionals I need in the world. One of them just passed away. John Dawes was the best tire, and he was a former Michelin guy. He'd, he'd be the one I asked. But I've had thousands of conversations with John Dawes, and he's never said anything about the oil in the tire gravitating to the bottom of the tire. And I've never seen a tire that had anything gravitate to any portion of the tire. Um, that's an unusual response, and... Um, and I wouldn't take that to the bank and bet on it. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. If you want to have a conversation about a car problem, then just give us a call. 602-508-0960. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. There's no question you want the best education for your child. It's an integral part of a bright future. A private Christian school provides more one-on-one -on -one attention, the structured learning and Christ-based values you want for your child. But if you didn't think you could afford it, 960 The Patriot presents... 
half off tuition. Now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private Christian school for half off. We've partnered with some of the top Christian schools in the Valley to offer a limited number of half off tuition vouchers. Imagine smaller class sizes, better grades, an inspiring Christian environment where the achievements are positively outstanding. For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to 960thepatriot.com. A values-based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half-off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's 960thepatriot.com. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next uh, hour and 40 minutes, we're, you're stuck with me, and we're talking about cars and car repair stuff. Auto Dynamics is one of Sun City's largest and most trusted sources for complete automotive services. They've been family-owned and operated since 1982, and actually Chuck and his son, I worked with Chuck in the 1968 through 1974 period of time. So Chuck was a gas station guy way back then. Nevertheless, Automotive Dynamics has great staff and mechanics, and nobody's paid a commission or a percent of your repair bill, so therefore they're ensuring that no one sells any unnecessary parts or repairs. So if you're in the Sun City area and you're looking for a great shop, may I recommend Auto Dynamics on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. John, you're up first. How can I help you today? Yeah. Good morning, Mark. This is John, and thank you for taking my call this morning. I have a 2003 Toyota Sienna. And it's kind of my backup car. I got 243,000 miles on it. Okay. And on the platinum plugs, I got about 140,000. I just want to, out of curiosity, how long have you seen platinum plugs uh, last on a Toyota Sienna? Well, the the answer is is we've pulled them out at 200,000, but typically they they're really worn, really ugly, and we're there looking in that area because we have a misfire code. So I don't know the answer about how long they go, but I agree that they can go 200,000 miles. Um, I think there's a couple of things that we need to worry about. They're expensive. You already know that. Um, the downside is is that older spark plugs sometimes will shed the porcelain inside the spark plug. And when that happens, it beats up the piston and beats up the head and sometimes sticks a valve open. And you've just gone from a 25 or $30 spark plug repair or a spark plug to a two or three thousand dollar engine job or at least pull the head off and fix that part of it so i think the risk increases um, a lot 
and in reality, if you're already at 243, um, if I were you, I would replace them. I think the the risk it gets it gets greater every day you drive it, and um, I would think. And here's what you're going to find out: if it runs a whole lot better, you're going to call me back and say, "I have an answer to my own question," <laughs> because you're going to say, "Oh, it runs a lot better, starts a lot better, and my fuel economy's gone up one or two points." Or well, you're going to say, 20... I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, Mark, I'm getting about 22 miles to the gallon right now in the city. Well, you won't know yep. if you'll get better until you put fresh plugs in it. But the the electrical system on your Toyota um, is like everybody else's. It's like an arc welder. So it's going to jump a pretty good gap. But just keep in mind that the, we wear out the electrodes. And so the right. gap gets bigger and bigger and bigger. If you're going to pull out the spark plugs to regap them, you can do that too. But... If I were you, when we, and you changed them, when you or these about original five thousand miles, and I I got nothing but Toyotas. I, I, another Toyota I had, I had them pulled out at a hundred thousand, and I asked the uh, technician to give them to me after he pulled them. They looked almost brand new. I know, but so have like, you seen I, a new why one? Why did I do that? Pardon me. Have you have you seen a new one? Uh, yes. Okay, so you're comparing the one you had in your hand to a new one, and you couldn't tell right. the difference after a hundred thousand miles. Okay. Correct. Um, well, I, I mean, obviously, there's a little bit of, but uh, on the uh, dioids, a little bit, but not much. And I was really okay. impressed. That's, yeah. Okay. And all my territory, well, to be over 200. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Mark. Oh, okay. All right. I, I understand. I understand. There's a, a ring of carbon around the very last um, portion of that uh, spark plug. So if you leave them in there a long period of time, when you start to bring the spark plug out, this ring of carbon is like steel. And sometimes guys don't understand what's going on, so now we have to drip oil down the threads and soften that up so we can get the right. spark plug yeah, out of it. And and so if you get somebody that doesn't know that and brings the threads out on two of them, then you you and the shop are going to have a problem. So you ask me my opinion. My opinion is is I think you ought to be changing those between a thousand, a hundred, and a hundred and twenty somewhere around there, or whatever the owner's manual says, because we're going to defer to the owner's manual. But I think that when you get up north of the 125 range, I think the, the risk um, probably is a is not bad, but it's certainly enough of a risk that the spark plugs in the car, platinum plugs in the car, make the risk look small. But thank you very much, John. That was a great question. Dewey, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, Mark, I'm looking uh, into buying a used RV, and uh, a lot of these RVs seem to run that Triton V10. And I did a little bit of research on it, and it seems like uh, that the back plugs tend to blow out because you can only get, like, four-and-a-half threads on those spark plugs. So my question was, have you ever heard of this problem before? And number two, what's your overall opinion of the Triton V10? Well, um, yes, I've heard of the problem, and it's just a Triton problem, and it's not that the spark plugs can only get four threads and all that other kind of stuff. That that's just that's just not it. It, it is an issue that they blow the plugs out, and it it is an issue that it's hard to bring them out. And we just talked about that on that call before, where we get this ring of carbon around the end of them. The the spark plug actually stuck through the cylinder, and um, and it was hard to get the plug out. So we're smarter. Our industry's smarter. It's really a, an issue of how many miles does the motorhome motor have on it, and have they already had it fixed? Now, when this first this problem, we start blowing spark plugs out of the Tritons. It was it, it, there was no fix. Everybody did something different. Let's fast forward four years later, 
we are we're all on the same track. We all have the same piece of equipment. We all do it the same way. And yes, we can put threads in there. And yes, it'll be permanent. There's a change in spark plugs most of the time, not always. There's a changes, and there's a difference in the in the in the threads in the coil. So this isn't that big of a deal. It's dependent on the accessibility to the spark plug. It is a big deal labor-wise. So it it depends on what we got to move to get to that area. So on a motorhome, you already know that the motor's in there pretty tight. So if we can pull the doghouse and get the two back spark plugs and put new threads in that thing, then we're fine. Keep in mind, when we cut new threads, we got a whole bunch of metal, and we don't want that to go into the cylinder. So we're cutting and we're sucking the, the metal out the the the, the 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 die side um, the, where we're tapping and, and, and making a new hole for it, and then we're going to put this, the um, uh, new threads in, and then we're going to put the spark plug in. So it is something to you you need to be concerned with, but what years are you talking about? Because if it's a motorhome that from the last two or three years, that dust has settled before that. Well, it's probably be uh, vehicles from uh, the late 90s to the early uh, 2000s is what okay. I'm kind of thinking right now. That that's the big sweet spot right there, and 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 you know ask them have you had any spark plugs blow out of this Triton motor, and if you know somebody at Ford, you can have them check. And sometimes people don't even know that they had them all replaced already, so they can check the service records on that VIN number and ask that. So, so do you guys put in helicoils? Is that what the fix is for that, or is there something different that they use to repair those? No, right now I'm pretty sure that we're all using helicoils. And oh. so we're we're going to make new threads uh, where the old ones are gone, and then we're going to stick the helicoil in there, and then the height and the, the overall height of the helicoil is important, and you have to seat it right and all that other kind of stuff. So, yes, the answer is is that we can put new threads without pulling the heads off. Okay, so, and overall, you feel pretty comfortable with that engine so far as the reliability? Uh, besides uh, I that? am. I am. I think it was a mistake to get rid of the 460 and the Triton V10, but I like the 460 better. And if you can find a 460 motor in a motorhome, um, I would I would think that that would be your better than the tri- that that Triton V uh, V10 because one of them is an eight cylinder, one of them is a a um, a ten cylinder, and I just think it's a better motor. The old 460 port fuel injected 450. I got to run, um, but Dewey and, and Eric, you stay right there. We'll be back with you guys in about three minutes. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101.
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Dulce Vino Wine Bar Italian Cuisine with our Italian. I'd like to remind everyone listening, this Memorial Day, highways will be busy with motors traveling to and from family and friends, so make sure you and your family have a safe and sober way home. And please never drink and drive. Brought to you by Dulce Vino Wine Bar and Italian Cuisine. With more than 30 years of restaurant business, extra extraordinary chef Ernesto Mazzoni. They're located at 4935 West Glendale Avenue in Glendale. And for more information, visit online at DulceVinoWineBar.com. That's DulceVinoWineBar.com. Culver's at Tucson reminds parents to keep our children's futures education. Encourage your children to set goals and strive to the best they're capable of. Education is a gift that lasts a lifetime. Don't let anything take that away. Brought to you by Culver's at Tucson with two locations at 40 South Broadway Place and at 4310 North First Avenue in Tucson. To learn more, call 520-777-3213 or visit online at Culver's.com. That's Culver's at Tucson on the air because they care about the kids in our community. Every 20 seconds, another kid drops out of school. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. And the difference between a dropout and a graduate could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Zika is still a threat, so why risk it? We're taking our doctor's advice on how to protect our unborn baby from Zika birth defects. Let's keep stopping Zika. Visit cdc.gov slash prevent Zika. This message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. All about that demon automobile. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for holding as long as you have. And if you would like to get on, we've got three lines of the 5 op available right now, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. You're welcome to give us a call. And let me just tell you, well, you know what? I'm going to take Glenn because he waited. And so, Glenn, let's go to you, and what can I do for you? Thank you, Mark. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I called a couple weeks ago regarding oil in a generator, and you said, put anything in there you got, basically. Non-synthetic okay. is more specific, right? Uh, I'm about to... Yeah. Put... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Go, go ahead. I'm about to put into service a, uh, a brand new uh, Honda 2000-watt uh, generator. Uh, same same uh, theory applies. Don't run synthetic, uh, either for break-in or for the duration of its life. 
What are they calling for? What kind of weight are they calling for? I believe it's a 1030. Okay. Um, In the back of my mind, when I hear this question, and I'm not trying to second guess you, it's because they hear that, you know, once you start with synthetic, you have to stick with synthetic or vice versa. You can't bounce back and forth. That's not true. I've been I don't talked run... out of that, too. Right. Okay. I think you're, you're best served just to do it once a year and buy the cheapest 1030 you can find, maybe with a name brand, Pennzoil, Chevron, whatever, whatever. I just okay. think that's what I would do. I have a, a 5K uh, Yamaha generator that my kids use a lot when they're out camping and stuff like that. I use it here because it'll run a welder for me. So if I want to go weld on some fence, I just put it in a tractor bucket and drive out there and do my do my thing. So in your case, I, I, do you have any idea how much use this is going to get on an annual basis? Mm, less than 100 hours, probably maybe less than 50 okay. hours. And, and what's the oil change interval based on the owner's manual? Is it 50 or 100 hours? Oh, you got me there. I honestly don't know. Okay. Well, and, and just compare that to your guess. So so maybe if you have to do it once a year, or if you can do it once a year, perfect. If you have to do it twice a year, may I suggest you do it at the beginning of the summer and the beginning of the winter? Because that's going to be May, and then that's going to be December. Mm-hmm. So something around there, then that way you go into both of our tough seasons with fresh oil. That's what I would do if I were you. But I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put synthetic in it because I don't think there's any value to that, especially because you're going to you know, put 50 to 100 hours on it. I don't even put that much in my generators on an annual basis. So well, I think you'll am- be fine. What's amazing to me is all the people on the, on the you know where uh, all talk about, oh, synthetic is going to make that thing love you and, and last forever. The people yeah, on that's, the Internet that's I'm ex- referring to. No, no, that's exactly what it is. That's, that's the marketing strategy of so many auto parts is your car's going to love you. And I suggest that your car has a brain, but it's it's not it, it doesn't have any emotion. The car's not going to get mad at you because you your your wife your wife vomited in the passenger side seat. The car is mad at you, so it's going to blow the right rear tire out. Come on. So anyway, I, thanks for bringing that up. I I, I appreciate you you opening that door for me. Um, let's go to Dennis real quick. Dennis, not real quick, but Dennis, you have the floor. Hey, good morning, Mark. Um, Hey, listen, I got a, uh, an O2 Frontier with four-cylinder, and uh, it's got 195,000 miles. I bought it brand new, and I've taken relatively good care of it, and it's really been a really dependable truck. And my question is that even the question I'm asking you, I don't have a problem with. I'm just kind of looking ahead. I've done everything, but I think I've really neglected on anything as transmission-wise. Uh, the fluid okay. is still clear, and it looks good, but uh, what should I do? Well, I think it's probably got a filter in the pan and a removable pan, and I would think that that would be something that um, I would... Now, you've not done any transmission, anything to the transmission on 200,000 miles, right? Right, and it, it, it okay. gives me no problem either. All right, good enough, good enough. Well, see, here's what I usually say. I say, you know, after 30,000, 40,000 miles, let's take the pan off and replace the filter and add three quarts, okay? Let's pretend your system holds 10 quarts. So I'm going to pull the pan, take the filter off, put three quarts back in and send you on your way. The reason I want to do that is is because the transmission is going to shed all of its metal in the first 30,000 miles. And I, I just want to get it out of there. That's all. Now, then I say, I want to see you at 100 again, and I want to flush the fluid. I'm not going after the filter again. I'm just going to flush the fluid. That's going to be twice as much as draining, pull the oil pan and add three quarts in a filter. 
but I'm going to flush all the fluid out, but I'm going to use new fluid to flush the old stuff out, which really I use more than 10 quarts. I'm going to use 14 quarts to flush your system. So in your particular case, you have no choice. You have to go in and do the pan and the filter, and then if I were you, I'd probably wait 50,000 miles if it goes that far, and then do a flush. But right now, there's no, there's nothing to this, the idea that if you put new fluid in an old transmission, it's going to fail. If that happens, it's coincidence. It has nothing more to do than that. The fluids from the last 10 years are superior to anything that we ever drank or saw or purchased back in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and even up to the first decade of the, of the 2000s. So, all righty. All right, man. Thanks a lot. All right, good luck to you. Thank you, Dennis. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is in Mesa. And since 1970, they've been around providing expert auto and truck repair, light maintenance, maintenance services, brakes, windshield wipers, everything to customers in Mesa. Now, Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing on Main Street, just east of Stapley, has been around a long time, but he's the only Mesa shop on my list because there's a standard that we want shops to exceed. And some did not, and some haven't applied, but they've applied, and they applied the standards, and they met all the standards. So if you're in Mesa and you don't have a good shop, may I suggest that you stop by Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing on Main Street just east of Stapley. They have AFC certified technicians, and they're certainly well capable of keeping your car in really good shape and diagnosing problems that you may have. We'll be back in a minute. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50+. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. 
There have been a number of releases of late where we are seeing substantive investigative works of journalism on the 2016 election that blindsided the pundit and political classes and gave us President Trump. Selena Zito and Brad Todd in their remarkable book titled The Great Revolt have shifted the focus from candidate Trump to the voters who elected him president, creating the electoral earthquake of 2016. So did Dan Balls in the Washington Post. All of this on the seismic shift in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin, and yes, Ohio. We're starting to get a more nuanced picture of the why behind this quake. The key theme is status, a fundamental conviction that elites of L.A., Silicon Valley, Manhattan, and Washington were a collective fixed sneer towards their lessers between the coasts. Midwestern swing voters felt, to use the cliche from sports, disrespected. This is the real story of 2016. I'm Hugh Hewitt. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your every day. So protect your every day. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, we're going to go till noon on this car repair shop and stuff like that. Um, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Kurt's Auto Repair. He's an independent shop. He's family-owned, and he's a really good guy. He has two people that work for him. One is his son, and he is a wonderful technician. He is as strong as anybody that I know. And then you have Jeff, and Jeff is the service manager and he's also in charge of all the floor, where Eric is the master tech and and the highest level on the sh- on the shop floor. So you and then Kurt's a master. So when we're master technicians and we own our own shop, it's a little bit hard to BS us. You know what I mean? And that's the benefit of Kurt's shop because he's been a master and he is a master. So if you're anywhere near I-17 and Bell, Kurt's has been open since 1987 and he's on the northeast corner of I-17 and Bell. A good guy that does all kinds of gas and diesel work and he's got certified trained professionals to take care of your car. Paul, good morning to you. What is it you got on your mind? Um, good morning. I've got a 03 Ford F-350 Super Duty Dually. Um, the issue I'm having, and this has been going on for a while, uh, you apply the brakes and the pedal is firm at the very beginning, but then it drops down to probably three inches off the floor, and then you have brakes, almost like the master cylinder is bad. <clears throat> the master cylinder has been replaced with a brand new one. Well, I need and, some questions answered first. Is it a okay. diesel or is it gas? It's gas. Okay. And it, it when you replaced the master cylinder, did it do it before and after? Correct. Yes, I did. Okay. So is the uh, the power brake booster, does the pedal ever feel hard or does it feel soft? Or what's changed in the tension of the pedal? Um, the pedal feels normal when you first apply it. But then it, like if you're sitting in a light, the pedal will slowly creep down until... It gets to like the second stage of the of the master's owner. It's a, okay. You know, it's... okay. And so, does it, if you follow the pedal to the floor, does the red brake light pop on on the dashboard? It, brake light never comes on. Never has came on. 
Okay. This has been going on for eight or nine months. Okay. Has anybody adjusted up any of the brakes? Um, I've replaced the the um, pads on the front and the rear. Okay, so it's four wheel disc. Four wheel disc, correct? Okay. You know, I, 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 you've you've covered all the bases that, I mean, you've you say you've covered all the bases correctly, but yet it has to be somewhere along the line. Does it have ABS? It has rear wheel ABS. Okay. Um, and that's what I'm. I'm suspicious of that, but. What baffles me about it is it never loses any fluid. There's no fluid leaks. Well, you're not going to lose fluid, fluid going leak. when it's bypassing the master cylinder. No, that it's doesn't lose. Like it's, it's going past the piston on the master cylinder, like when the master cylinder goes bad. Okay, you, you, we don't fix cars that way. Um, you know, it's if if you're thinking it's got rear ABS and that's the only thing you haven't done, wait till you get that bill. Wait till right. you get that guess. So I, I, you know, it's. It's not true that the master cylinder is going to leak a brake fluid if it's bypassing, because it, sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. It really depends on where it's bypassing. Is it bypassing on the cups closest to the back or on the cups closest to the front of the cylinder? Is it bypassing right. on the front cylinder or on the back cylinder? Those are the things. I, I'd take the thing out on a slick piece of concrete on a Sunday morning where nobody's going to be yelling at you, and I'd go along 5, 10 miles an hour and hammer the brakes and see if the back end chatters. That'll tell you whether ABS is working okay. But right. it, it could be a whole lot of things. Does When you replace the pads on the back, does it have – how is the parking brake? Is the parking brake a cable activated off of the caliper, or do, does your rotors have shoes behind it? It, ha, it has what? Say that again. There's a drum built into the rotor. Okay, that's called a hat. Operated. Yeah. Okay, that's called the hat. So I didn't want to use that word because most people wouldn't recognize it. But, yeah, so you have a brake shoes for – so it's not going to be anything to do with the parking brake. So I don't know. Have you looked at the pads wear pattern since you put the pads in, and are they worn no, evenly inner to outer? Okay, that would be something yeah. I, I would look at. Um, if you have an inner pad that's excessively worn, you have a bad caliper. And if you have an outer pad that's excessively worn, then you need a hardware kit. So we need right. it to slide easy on the on the uh, pins. So it's just going to take you some diagnosis. But if you replace the master cylinder and you installed it right and bled it right, then you should have fixed it. Right. Common problem. But until you find it, then you can't answer the question is, did uh, Paul mess this up himself? Did he did he put the master cylinder on dry? Did he roll one of the... Uh, the uh, cups on on the inside the lip of the cup or did he use contaminated fluid those are the things i'm thinking about but mm -hmm. i think you just need to have somebody diagnose it is is the vacuum on the booster is it acceptable at 16 to 18 inches of vacuum all the time and is the check valve that. okay and the check valve needs to be checked sometimes we just take it out um, there's a lot of different things that you'd use now after it sits for a while go out there and unplug the vacuum line to the booster and you should hear a pssss, right. and that means it's right. holding vacuum. So those are the tests that we would normally run, but the diagnostic on this is probably 50 bucks. Could he have gotten yeah. a bad master okay. okay. Say that again? Could he have gotten a bad master cylinder? Oh, yeah, he, he could have, I mean, but it's more likely that he got one that 
now this is I'm just guessing here. Okay, okay. he got one that somebody had already tried and returned. <laughs> he got one he, he, that that we had some dirt on the lid that fell back down into the master cylinder because we we got a master, but maybe it didn't have a lid or it did have a lid or somebody stole the lid. There's all this kind of stuff that we get from parts from our right. vendors. Right. So sometimes mm-hmm. we get a part, and if it's been installed, it goes right back. I want a sealed box. Yeah. So I don't want to chase my tail. But anyway, I'm I'm quite sure this is a fixable issue. What part of town do you live in? Uh, North Phoenix. Okay. Uh, along the I-17 corridor or along the 101 on either side? Yeah, around, around Bell Road, 51st Avenue. Okay. Well, Action Auto's at Deer Valley and I-17, and Kurtz is at uh, I-17 and Bell. Both of those guys um, could help you out. I got Tom at Thunderbird Auto at 88th um, and uh, Thunderbird. So I got I got East and West covered, and those guys, I, I know all of them could uh, could diagnose it, and if you want to fix it yourself, you can. So, but anyway, thank you very much, Paul. Those, that was a good discussion. Thank you. Sam, you're up next. How can I help you, Sam? Hi. Thanks for taking my call, Mark. Three quick question areas. First is a 97 Chevy Venture minivan, 100,000 miles about on the transmission, had it rebuilt, and they put synthetic fluid, they said, in it. It's been running fine, and out of town, uh, the TCC fuse blew on us. I, I guess it's a uh, uh, torque converter. Torque converter clutch. 10 amp. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as soon as we replaced it, it burnt again. And so I took it into the transmission shop out of town, and they said, oh, it's solenoid shorting. We'll have to replace it. So they said, well, you should really replace all the solenoids. I think there's four, maybe three. And I said, okay. And it fixed the problem. No more shorting of the fuse or whatever the line was. And yeah. it downshifts hard when it's, especially when it's cold from around 22 miles per hour to 18, I hear this check downshifting. So should I put a bottle of, like, stay lube in it? No, no. No, first of all, you shouldn't have done all the solenoids. Um, you know, you got a solenoid that, sh- that it handles one and two and a solenoid that handles two and three, and then you you got a solenoid that may handle overdrive and lockup. So, you know, you probably have uh-huh. six speeds in your car. No, the, 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 the problem is, did they create this problem? Is this a problem? They fixed the blown fuse on the TCC side, but did they yeah. give you this new harsh downshift? Yeah, I wasn't doing that before. Okay, all right. Well, you need to call this shop and ask them if they're a member of the Automatic Transmission Rebuilders Association, ATRA. Uh-huh. And they have, if they are, they're more than likely have a shop here in town that can help diagnose that. Be nice, be polite, be firm. Sure. And the most important part is, is I have good news and bad news. Good news is you fix my TCC problem. Bingo, bingo, bingo. It's not happened before. Thank you. But you gave me something I didn't have before, and that's a harsh downshift. And yeah. so do you have a shop here in town that I can go to, and can you two guys work this out? Obviously, that that's the kind of conversation. Now, I get that call from, I get that call a lot from shops all over the United States. And uh-huh. it's not because they know me. It's usually because their kids are at ASU and I'm close to ASU. <laughs> right. So, you know, so that's the kind of thing it is. But w- w- when when it's fixed, everyone will know whose fault it is when right. it's fixed. So yeah. that's that's the – what part of town do you live in? Tucson. Okay. I can't help you down there. God, I've tried gotcha. my best to find good shops down there. And, and yeah. um, it, it's – the ones I've looked at um, just can't meet the standards that I have. 
and there's a lot right. of movement there. And that five year, I you need to be in business five years. That's the hard part. But I right. still think there's some good shops down there. What's the name of Jerry Simon's store? Uh, Simon's four by four. Simon's four by four. I'm not even sure that he's in okay. business anymore. Uh, he may have sold to his staff, yeah. but I know him. He's a cowboy. We both raise paint horses. And so okay. we we have a lot in common. And he was a good guy. You might try Simon's Four Boy Four and see if they can recommend. You say to him, "Who does your transmission work?" And that's okay. the question. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, Sam. And uh, Andy interjected that the flush is cheaper than the service on the transmission because there's more labor on the service. So she corrected you. Who's Andy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, your daughter. Okay. Your CEO. All right. Okay, so tell me that again. I messed up. Yes, she said that the there's more labor on service than there is okay. on the flush. All right, we're talking about transmissions. And right. when you service it, you drop the pan, you replace three quarts and replace the filter and put everything back up. Right. And I said that's cheaper than the flush that has 10 quarts and takes a little bit takes about the same amount of time. Right. We may be on a different path here, but okay. I'm going to defer to her because 10 quarts of synthetic fluid is huge, and oh, it, yeah, it, it overcomes is. that. Okay. Um, number two, the time frame is about the same, mm-hmm. but on one over here, we got a gasket and a filter and three quarts of oil, and over here, we don't have a gasket or a filter, but we have about the same time, but we got 10 quarts of oil. So... I it, don't know. You know she what? sees a lot more billing than you do. Uh, and, and she I'm, does service I'm gonna more defer. than you do. I'm going to defer. I'm going to change it. The costs are about the same. The costs are, uh, and talk to your technician or talk to your shop. But if you're having your transmission service, the question is, is are you pulling the pan, changing three quarts of oil, and replacing the filter and cleaning up the pan where all the debris is, or are you just going to flush the fluid? And yeah. I suggest that you do the filter at around 50, mm-hmm. and I suggest you do the flush at, at 100. That's what I suggest. Okay. But tell her, when she wants to disagree, she needs to call me and not she go might, through well, you. Well, she might have put it on your phone, too, but it came through on my phone. No, it didn't. <laughs> so if it's the boss talking to the boss. She probably knew you couldn't read and talk <laughs> at the same time, so she <laughs> she sent it to me. Oh, great, great. Um, and, and, Gil, we got anybody in the wings? Okay. All right, we got the lines are wide open. There's five of them, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We got another hour on the show. So in about, excuse me, three or four minutes, um, I'm going to say goodbye for this hour, but I'll come back on at about three minutes after the top of the hour. So at 11.03, plus or minus, we're going to come back on. So if you've got a car question or a car problem, or if you want to discuss a an old wife's tale and stuff like that, then we can do that. Mm-hmm. I want you during the break to call her up or to and get specifics. Specifics. Yeah, just just what is the difference between the two of them, generally speaking? Well, she said the labor, and are you talking money wise, well, or are you see, talking? The, if if it's if she says it's the labor, then there's more to it than that. If you're going to do the filter in three quarts and the labor there, and then over here you're going to Disconnect the lines, the, the cooler lines, hook it up to the machine, fill the machine with cool or with new fluid, then stand there and monitor the machine. Mm-hmm. It just seems to me the labor's pretty close to the same with respect to time. Over here, it's going to take probably 45 minutes to an hour to f- change the transmission fluid, and the pan, but over here, it's going to be 45 minutes plus to flush it because you you can't walk away from that machine because it's going to if the hose comes off it's going to dump 10 quarts of fluid all over the floor yeah 
and that's that going to really good. make me mad <laughs> because <laughs> because that's a heck of a mess. But anyway, I tell her I'm not arguing with her. But yeah, if she, you are. <laughs> if she doesn't if she doesn't agree to my ver- version, then yeah. um, she uh, she might have Monday off. <laughs> oh, oh, she! I'm sure she'll do that then. <laughs> I'm sure. Andy is our daughter, and she actually um, is is uh, actually running the company. And the hardest part for Andy is dealing with her older brother and having to supervise that. And on Andy's business card. It says, full-time babysitter of the men at Salem Boys. And, and that's what it says. you are included in that. And I, I am, too. the biggest problem. We'll be back in a few minutes. 602-508-0960. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 